Brother Terry's had us in choir practice here and uh, worked this pretty good. Uh, but before I do, a uh, song came to me early this afternoon, and I haven't sung it in years. And I said, Lord, I don't even know where that, where those words are. <coughs> well, when I was getting out of the truck earlier, coming in here with Brother Kenny, uh, I dropped my Bible, where the door opened and the Bible fell out. And as I started picking up, I carry, you know, all kinds of notes and papers and things into what, the first thing I picked up was the words. <laughs> okay, Lord. Um, I'll do my best to sing this song. Um, it's entitled, We Shall See Jesus. Once on a hillside, Reach. 
something tonight if that account has not been settled it will be and it can be settled in your favor tonight where you have a home and a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ or to be settled against you where he'll say sorry I never knew you depart from me you're workers of iniquity Amen. wow Amen. I can't imagine not being with Christ in this life and from day to day and I truly can't imagine not being with him for an eternity but I know I'll never have to worry about that because he is mine and I'm his. Amen. In the book of St. John tonight, we'd like to take our reading from uh, the very first uh, part of our reading tonight. We're also going to be uh, back over in the book of Luke. But in the book of St. John, the 19th chapter, I'd like to read about five verses, the first five verses. St. John. This is partaking too about this meal that we're going to be uh, partaking here a little later, the Lord's Supper. But listen to these words first. 19 and verse 1, St. John. Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him. And the soldiers planted a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they put on him a purple robe and said, Hail, King of the Jews! And they, and they smote him with their hand. And Pilate therefore went forth again and said unto him, Behold, I bring him forth unto you, that ye may know that I find no fault in him. Then came Jesus forth wearing a crown of thorns and a purple robe. And Pilate said unto him, Behold the man. Behold the man. May I tell you tonight, when they looked that night, they didn't see this man that they had saw just hours later when they were sitting there. They would not see that man. And I would wonder today uh, when they said, look at the man. That's what he meant. Look at the man. And when they looked at this man as they scourged him, that means they, they at first they stripped his clothing from him. And they tied his hands and they put his hands up uh, to a pillar or a post. And then they took a whip that had three long leather lashes coming out from that. And it had pieces of, of rock and, and, and sharp metal and, and things in that. And they would take that and they would rip that around his body and they would pull it back. And they did that not once, not twice, but 39 times they did that. I'm wrecking him so much so that that would have killed any human being. But Jesus knew that they were going to take his life. That he was going to 
they come and then they beat him with their hand and then they spit upon him with their face and ridicule and mock him. It would not be those things. It would not be how they put the crown of thorns and the Bible says that they plotted it down upon his head and the blood came running down. It was not those things. It would be of that picture, my friend, of that reality that would take his life. Because he knew that he was going to give it and give it freely. And I want us to get this picture. I want us to get this picture in our minds tonight. Before we take uh, the communion tonight and the Lord's Supper here. I want us to see this. And you know, you might think in that day and time, uh, many would wonder why. And many would wonder why today. Uh, why would God allow his son to go through such cruelty and so through so much inhumanity? And maybe that's what you was. But here is the reason why. That's the path he chose. Amen. That's the path he chose. Oh, and he knew every single thing that was going to happen to him. He knew everything that would be done to him. And yet he chose to walk that path. He chose to come in the form of a baby. He came to that manger scene and he chose to live the life that he did. And he chose to come and start his ministry. And with all of this in mind that he knew that with every day that he woke up, it was a day closer Amen. to this time we're talking about this evening. How important that it was and how well important that it is for all of them. Uh, so let's go back. And I want us to realize tonight, uh, when we think of that, I want us to realize of uh, this picture here when we come to partake of the Lord's Supper here. I want to read now uh, in verse uh, uh, chapter uh, 22 uh, in the book of St. Luke in verses 1 and verse 2 right here to begin with. And now the feast of the unleavened bread drew nigh, uh, which was called the Passover. And the chief priest and the, and the scribes uh, sought how they might kill him. Uh, for he feared, they feared the people. They feared what was going to happen, not uh, to take their power, to take their place, to take the prestige of this man. As they said, this man's coming and he's just turning the world upside down. And they didn't know what they was going to do about that. But listen here, uh, there was a, a time there, the, the Feast of the Unleavened Bread and the Passover. And then that was going back to that time. Uh, you know where they went back there in, in, in the book of Exodus there. And they talked about that back in about the 12th chapter in the book of Exodus. You can read it sometime. Uh, but listen here how God showed who the supreme authority was. Uh, Pharaoh tried to tell him that he was uh, the authority there. There were people today that will try to tell you uh, that they are the authority. But I'm going to tell you something. Uh, when it's all said and done, uh, Jesus is showing who is the supreme authority. And he got to the point that on that night, he told uh, uh, those there that all all the Jews that got her into the house and he said you close the door and he said I want you to sacrifice the lamb and I want you to take the blood and I want you to apply it to the door because the death angel is going to come across that night and every firstborn male, a male child male animal, it didn't matter every firstborn male was going to be taken unless the blood was applied, my friend the safety was there but if it wasn't applied their life would be gone. Can you imagine just what took place that time? Can you imagine just how it took place in such a time? And he said, 
as often as you do this now. I want you to remember this occasion. And I want you to keep this. And I want you to keep it forever. Uh, so they began to do that from that day forward. Each year uh, they would pass on. Uh, they would have that celebration, if you will. Uh, that remembrance of the Feast of the Eleven Bread. They would have that remembrance of the Passover. And can you imagine just like anything else? You do it over and over and over. And you begin to lose the significance of what it's all about. You do it over and over and you begin to stop and think what it was. This man that you see here on the screen, that's not the man they saw just a few hours earlier that evening. That's not the man they saw. No, mother, and I wanted you to know something tonight. When we take the Lord's Supper, uh, maybe we see that man there that we see uh, uh, Leonardo da Vinci, I believe it was, that painted that picture there of the Lord's Supper, you know, and, and had them all sitting around the table like we do at a great feast or whatever. Had them all sitting there and had them all up in chairs and everyone was on that side of the table, nobody over here. That's not how it was. Amen. That's not how it was. We get into the mind and we think that's how it was, but no, no, it wasn't anything like that. I want you to know something here this evening. Uh, when they began to take that feast and he told them there, he said, listen here, and then he went on down and he told his disciples, Peter and John, he told them, he said, because we need to make ready the feast for the Passover. Listen to what he told Peter and John. He told Peter and John, he said, I want you to go into a city and you go into that city there and you're going to meet a man and you're going to meet a man that's bearing or carrying a pitcher of water and I want you to follow that man to his home and when he gets to his home. I want you to go up and say, Sirs, uh, the master has need of your guest chamber. Uh, where is your guest chamber that the master has needs of it? And he said, he'll let them know and that's where we'll go and that's where we'll observe because they said, Lord, where are we going to have this? What are we going to do? Listen here. Jesus Christ knew that when Peter and John went in that city that there'd be a man carrying a pitcher of water. He knew so much infinite detail that he knows all there is about you as well. He knows what you're going through. He knows what load you're carrying. He knows whatever it is that's in your heart today. He knows what you're going through. He knows the trials. And my friend, he knows all of those things. Just like he knew that man was carrying a pitcher of water. He told him, he said, you go ahead there. And then he said, you tell him that the master said unto thee, where is the guest chamber that where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples? Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing that that's how much Jesus was letting them know? Now, if he knew that there was a man carrying, when they got into the uh, city there, that they'd find a man carrying a pitcher of water, don't you think he also knew what lay before him later on that evening? Amen. Don't you think he also knew what was about to happen that evening as well? But he wasn't focused on that, was he? You know what he's focused on? Doing the will of his father. Obeying the Passover, doing that that needed to be done. That's what he did, right? So let's look at that here. You know, we think about that. Let me pause here for a second. This was a, a meal that they had. And like I said, it wasn't uh, like the, the pictures that you see. Uh, they laid uh, down. And there might be a table uh, come up small, uh, not so high from the floor there. And they would recline maybe on one elbow. And they would just lay around. And their meals were
were like we eat today. Other meals were a light meal. They didn't have a great feast like we do today. Uh, that would be just a little bit of something. And they'd have the bread. And they'd have the, uh, 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 the, the meat or whatever else it might be. In this case, it was just bread and fruit of the vine. And that's all they had. Uh, but you know what? They would take that. And when they took that there, listen here. We have two a day today. Uh, where we think there. And that meal was it, uh, thanking God for deliverance, you see. Uh, that night where they passed over. And I pray, may I tell you today, it's still the same thing that happens. When, if the blood is not applied, uh, when the Passover comes, uh, you're going to feel the effects of it, you see there. Because that night there had to be the blood applied in order for them to have uh, the safety and the arm of God. And I pray, when the blood is applied here, uh, when death comes, you'll have the safety of the arm of God. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Thanks be unto God who given us the victory over death, Amen. hell, and the grave. I'm glad tonight that I know that. I hope that you know that tonight. Today we celebrate that day called Thanksgiving. That day called Thanksgiving because many centuries ago as well, there were people who fought and gave their blood gave their life so that we can have the freedom in this country that we have. And we thank God for those people that come over on those ships because they were seeking freedom of religion. They were seeking a way to worship God in freedom and in truth. And you know what we've done? We've done just like the disciples and just like many did in that day and time. We call this day Thanksgiving. And what we do well, we have the biggest meal that you can imagine, don't we? Yeah. We fix the biggest meal and we invite all that we can and we do all of that and we, we fix this meal and we eat and we eat and we eat. And all we talk about is what, how good the food is. We don't think about the men and women that fought and blood was shed and they died that we can have this freedom that we have today. Just like when we take the Lord's Supper. So often we don't think about the one that died so that we can have this freedom that we have today. And my friend, just as we have this freedom today, uh, through many that died, you'll have this freedom today that one died to give your pay the ransom for your life and give yourself uh, uh, to Jesus Christ and save you from your sins because of that blood of being applied. And my friend, he will know who you are. When that blood is applied. But listen, so often we think of that. So often we think of how important that is. That as the blood was on the doorpost, when the death angel would come, he would pass over you. And that's what they called it, the Passover. Amen. And my friend, I want to tell you something. There's coming a day we're going to face death. It's appointed unto man who wants to die. Even Solomon in all of his wisdom said there's a time to be born and a time to die. Amen. But I want to tell you something. You can face death with Christ. Or you can face death without Christ. But you're going to face death. Amen. And when you face death with Christ. I want you to know something my friend. Just like Lazarus there. And was carried up into Abraham's bosom. 
And my friend, all the life that he had in this world was so hard and so difficult for him. But when he died, I want to tell you something here. When he died, the Bible says he was carried up into that place that he longed to be. And that one that thought he had it all in this life found out he didn't have anything in this life that would hold him, that would keep him, and that would take him into that place. And you know what he did? He preached one of the greatest messages the gospel ever recorded, if you will. He said, I am tormented in this flame. He said, I have five brothers. I go back and tell them not to come to this place. And you know what? Uh, my friend, you need to know that today. Uh, my friend, that message there uh, that he said come from hell. Uh, you've got loved ones in your family and your loved ones there that you'd like to see uh, come to know Jesus Christ as your Savior. Well, I want to tell you something. That message needs to be preached today uh, while they're living because when that time comes, uh, my friend, uh, listen here, he didn't have that opportunity to take a place. But let's go on back here and return now, if you will, unto the last night that Jesus took the supper with them. And he said over here in Luke 22, and when the hour was come, listen, just as he knew that there was coming a man that was carrying a water pot to tell him we need to be in this house, he knew that when the hour was come. And he said when that hour was come, in verse 14, he said he sat down with his twelve apostles with him and he said unto them, and I Listen here. With desire, with all of my heart, you say, with all of my heart, I have desire to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. You see, before I suffer. No doubt that he had told him, and he knew that they'd no doubt over the three years they'd ate this Passover together. Because that was what they did on an annual basis. They'd done that. And, but this time he said, I want to eat this one with all of my heart before I suffer. Amen. Sometimes we don't hear everything that the Lord's saying to us. Because our minds are so far out there doing other things and thinking other things. We need to be still mm -hmm. and listen to God. Right. He said, before I suffer. And he said... For I say unto you that I will not eat any more, not any more eat thereof until I have fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Did you hear that? Until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the cup and he gave thanks. And he said, take this, divide it among you. For I say unto you that I will not drink the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took the bread. And gave thanks. And he broke it. And he gave it to them saying. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise also the cup after the supper saying. This is the cup of the New Testament in my blood. Which is shed for you. Maybe they begin to think. He's not said this before. They began to think to themselves. What is he saying? What is he saying? He's saying something else. But behold, Jesus went on to say, The hand of him that betrayeth me is with me at the table, on the table. And truly the Son of Man goeth, as it was determined, but woe unto the man by whom he is betrayed. And he went on down and he said, And there began to be a strife among them. They all began to ask, is it I? You see, Jesus knew. He said, this night you're going to betray me. He knew exactly what was going to be taking place. He was trying to gather them around this supper for that last time that he would eat with them. 
And they weren't listening. They were there, but they hadn't showed up, if you know what I mean. Sometimes we come to church, but do we show up? Do we listen? Sometimes we gather and God speaks to us, but do we hear? Because we go through the motions as they had done. Listen, how many Thanksgivings have you had? How many times have you sat down to that meal? We go through the motions and we get to the point that all we do is talk about what I'm fixing, what you're fixing, what we're bringing, right? Who's fixing the turkey? Who's doing the ham? We go through all of that. Do we ever think? And do we ever think? Those that died so that we can have this opportunity. Amen. He was telling them all these things, but you know what they began to do next? They began to say, I'm going to sit beside you when you come in your kingdom. They began to say, who's going to be the greatest? And I want to sit here and I want to be on the right. I want to be on the left. They began to talk about those things and they were missing what Jesus was saying. Why? Because they were thinking of how they thought it ought to be. Sometimes we come to church and that's how we think it ought to be. And God moves in a strange and different way. And we don't catch what he's saying. How important was that? You know what he told them? He told those disciples there that were uh, bickering, if you will, back and forth with each other. He said, I want to tell you something. You want to be first, then you be a servant. You want to be first, then you be last. You want to be great, then you be small. You want to be that that you say you want to be? Then humble yourself inside of the Lord. You see, it's not about position. Amen. It's about being humble and being willing. To wherever you want me, Lord, that's where I want to be. Whatever you tell me, Lord, that's what I want to do. That's what we see here tonight, and that's what we realize. Because as we look upon that and we realize that, you know what? As they were eating this supper, he would turn to Peter. And he said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to sift you as wheat. Did you hear that? And this evening that they're gathering together, it's almost like he knows that he wants to give them some words of encouragement. It's almost because he does. And he wants to let them know, Simon, Simon. Satan is desired to sift you as wheat. And you know what he said next? But I have prayed for you. Mm. Isn't that something tonight, church? Amen. Satan is desired to sift you and I as wheat as well. Do you know that? He's wanting to sift you and I just to say, you know what he's talking about? Sift you as wheat? Where you do like this. Yeah, he's wanting to rock, rock your world so bad that you don't know whether you're coming or going. You don't know when you're going to fall apart or what's going to happen. But you know what? After a while, when that uh, takes place and when that uh, a shaft gets off of the wheat there, you know what was inside? The grain. The grain. And that's what he looked precious for. He knew that Peter would have the grain within him uh, to hold out. He knew that, and yet Peter, even being told that, he knew that just before the cock would crow three times, that Peter would say that he would deny him three times, and he said, Lord, I'll never do that. I'll never do that. And all of these times, as these things were taking place, 
He's eating, men had eaten this meal all of their lives. Like all the other times, they had ate this meal. And everything was just the same at them. You see, it got it kind of got in a routine. And once it got in a routine, they forgot about what it represented. I wonder sometimes when we take to this meal tonight, we get in a routine, do we forget about what it represents? I wonder sometimes when we partake of this meal, are we just here? May I tell you something tonight? There should be standing room only in this house tonight. There should be standing room only. If there was ever a time that you would fill the house is when you would announce that there's going to be the Lord's Supper being served. That's the time that this house shall be filled. But I'll tell you when the house gets filled. When a great singer is coming on by the way or a great singing group was coming by the way, our largest attendance in this house, do you know what our largest attendance was? Is when the bishops came here to this church and sang. That's the father and the two sons. That's our largest attendance that we've had. And my friend, I'm besides the funeral. But I want to tell you something. See what draws the attention and see what draws the people. Why? It's because we don't consider what Jesus said. Amen. Yep. What he said when he told him that he was going to do. Listen, as I tell you this one more time as we come into a close. He said this. And when he took the bread, he gave thanks and break it and gave it unto them, saying, Listen, this was different this night. This was different. This night right now wasn't about the celebration of the Passover. He was not only celebrating that, but he was also telling them something else. Why was he telling them this something else? Because he knew what was about to take place. He knew what was about to happen, and he wanted them to know. He said this. Take this. After he gave thanks. And he said take this. And divide it unto yourselves. <coughs> and then he took the bread. And gave thanks and break it. And said unto them this is my body. Which is given for you. You see. He said that to them. And the verses just below that. Let's us realize that they didn't even pick up on that. They didn't even capture that, what he just said. Because they were thinking about, Lord, is it I? Lord, is it I? You know what? <laughs> How many of us would have been there that night and if Jesus said, one of you is going to betray me? How many of us with a broken heart would have said, Lord, it was me? Yeah, Lord, it was me. How many times, Lord, have I failed you? How many times, Lord, have I let you down? Lord, would you wanted me to make a phone call? Lord, would you wanted me to go visit? Lord, would you wanted me to speak up? And Lord, I didn't. I was in a hurry. I had other things on my mind. And you think they heard that? And they just went right past it. What does this represent to you tonight? He said, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. In remembrance of me. Do you know what that means? <laughs> he suffered. He died. He was laid to the cross. <laughs> Beaten to unrecognizable. 
would have killed any other man or woman. Amen. But you know what he said? <laughs> no man takes my life. I will lay it down. Yes. I'll lay it down. Yeah. So I just wonder tonight. Do you hear when Jesus speaks to you? Do you hear what he says to you? Or do you let it just flow over? Just like that example that I gave you. I know I didn't give that song justice, but it wasn't about giving that song justice. We shall see Jesus. I felt in my heart this afternoon the Lord wanted me to sing that song, and I did what most all of us usually do. I don't even know where the words are. I haven't sung that in years. door of my truck opens up and out falls my Bible. And I kid you not, I picked up an inch uh, thick stack of papers. And the very first thing I picked up was the words to that song. Do you think he wasn't speaking to me? Huh? How many times have you experienced something like that in your life? Is he not speaking to you? You know what I could have easily said here? We just had choir practice for an hour, hour and 20 minutes. I am hoarse as can be. I never heard Jesus say, nah, I know what's coming on. You know what he did say? He showed us you and me. He showed us you and me after he told Peter about this. He went up into the hillside there. Mount of Olives, Garden of Gethsemane. And he went up there and he told Peter and James and John and he said, he told the rest of them here and he had them to come a little further. And he said, you stay right here. And he said, I want you to pray until I come. And watch. Watch and pray. You know why? He knew an enemy was getting ready to come. My friend, I believe with all our heart, my heart tonight, if we would just watch a little more closer. If we would pray a little more fervently. I believe if we would watch, <laughs> we'd know when that enemy's there. Amen. But you know what he did? Three times he went and he found them sleeping, did he not? Amen. But when he told them to watch and pray, he went on up to that garden spot. No doubt he had traveled that before. He went there and the Bible says that he walked a little further. About a stone's throw away from the disciples. And he fell down on his face. I believe he fell down. If it would have said he nailed himself down, he would But the weight of the things was getting so hard. The weight of everything that was coming upon him, the humanity, the Son of Man. He was feeling the humanity of the world now just about as heavy as you could feel anything. When you feel like you've never felt anything as heavy in your life and you just don't know if you can take it, you know what you can do? You can lay it down and call upon Jesus. And I want to tell you something. He laid down and he said, Father, if it be possible, he knew what was about to take place. We know. We read the rest of the story. The disciples did didn't know, but he knew. Amen. Let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not my will. <laughs> you see, he was showing us the humanity of him at that point in time. 
There are times in your life and my life where we like to. Brother Michael said we've had an afternoon of food and rest, and I jokingly to myself, I didn't rest yet. <laughs> I haven't sat down yet. But that's all right. I was looking forward to the night, Brother Michael. I was looking because God said you've got a job I want you to do before you rest. And listen, God's got a job he wants each and every one of us to do before we rest. And I want to tell you something. It starts with hearing the word that he speaks to us. Amen. Take this. This is my body, which is broken for you. Take this blood. It is the cup of the New Testament. Represents my blood that is shed for you. When they said, Behold the man, what do you think we see when we hear those words, Behold the man? Do we behold that picture of him sitting at the table that night? This is how we need to behold the man. Amen. This is what Pilate was showing the people right here. This was the look the people were saying, Pilate was saying, does this look like anybody that's going to overpower you? Look what we've done. And what, just once I wish the Lord said, no, 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 no. I've allowed all this here. I've just allowed this. But you know what? The Bible tells us in Isaiah, yet he opened on his mouth. <laughs> As a lamb before the slaughter, yet he opened not his mouth. This is what Pilate was showing the people. Amen. This is what Pilate was saying. My friends, tonight, I'm closing here. One of these days, we're going to be gone. But right now, right now, this may be our last Lord's Supper. This may be our last Passover meal. Do we hear Jesus speaking to us? Do we hear, behold the man? And I think with all my heart, like I said, this place should be packed. Amen. They should be standing along the wall. That's when you know the church is where God wants it to be. Amen. That's when you know. Yeah. Tonight I'm going to ask you here. Just hours later. Hours later, right after, right after the Gethsemane prayer. When he went to go back to the disciples for the third time, he said, my hour is at hand. My time is at hand. You know what? They came. Judas had betrayed him for 30 pieces of silver. And they came. And Peter, who was so strong, said, Lord, I'll not deny you. He took, they only had two swords. You can research that. But there was only two swords involved. Peter took one of those swords and struck Malachi's ear and the ear come off. Jesus said, uh-uh. That's not how we do things. I'm with you. 
I'd have fell on my knees right there. I'd have fell on my knees right there. He picked that ear up, put it back on the man's head. No blood was dropping, no stitches was needed because the great I am was showing that's not how I'm going to come this time. I'm coming as a lamb this time, going as a lamb. But when I return, Amen. when I return, that's another story. Amen. For another time. So often, as they didn't hear the words of that last supper, they were bickering among themselves. They were asking, is it I, is it I? When they all should have been saying, Lord, it's me. It's me. I don't know, Lord, but I'm, I know I have. You know? It was a time to get right before God. Through all that, Jesus, we know, went. And they carried him off. And they went through all of those trials, those mock trials, because they were all illegal. The sun had already went down. But they had already planned this. Caiaphas and some of the yeah. priests, <coughs> Pharisees, they'd already planned it. And you know what the great thing about all that? They thought they had planned it. <laughs> God and God alone planned it. Amen. And that's why he sent his son. Amen. They were just like pawns on the chessboard. That they were, yep. God was moving into place. forth his hands. And when he had done all that he needed to do, he said, it is finished. It is finished. He did not say, I am finished. He was just beginning. He was just beginning. Get us a song tonight. You need to come and pray before we partake of this sacred meal. I want you to come and pray. Is it I? Is it I? <laughs>